Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for joining us. Uh, thanks to everybody who's been sharing on Instagram and social media. We appreciate uh, the shout out um, for sure. Let's dive back in here to laying the right foundation. I'm going to read our uh, core text here, and it says it's uh, Hebrews chapter 6, verse 1 and 2. It says, Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on unto perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works. We covered that this past Monday, faith towards God. We covered that on Tuesday, doctrine of baptisms and of the laying on of hands, of the resurrection of the dead and of eternal judgment. So today we're going to deal with, we deal with the doctrine of baptisms. We're going to talk about the laying on of hands. Um, you know, you, the, the devil's only going to attack what's important. So when you look at the modern church, the Christian church, you see uh, a, a church model. Um, you know, for me, I, I'm glad people ultimately go to heaven. I want people in heaven. I, I don't care how they have to get there, if they have to be tricked into it, if they get saved thinking that Jesus is their ticket to financial prosperity and that's the reason for getting saved, and then they realize that eternal life is worth more than 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 silver and gold. I, I don't care how they get into the kingdom of God. I want them in the kingdom of God. But um, you, you can see that there's a... Uh, uh, there's a um, mainstream church movement that is devoid of the power of God. And this is an area that has come under scrutiny, come under attack. And so we're going to talk today about the purpose of the laying on of hands, what it's used for, and then a couple stories here at the end. But um, uh, the first one is Acts 8, 18. I want you to see, first of all, Acts chapter 8, verse 18. And it says, um, if I can find my scripture here, it says... uh, now when the apostles, X 8, 14, now when the apostles which were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent to them Peter and John, who when they were come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Ghost. Verse 17, then laid their hands on them and they received the Holy Ghost. And when Simon saw that through laying on of hands, the Holy Ghost was given, he offered them money. You know, really what the laying of hands is for, the main thing is it's a transference of the power and the anointing of God. The laying on of hands is a point of contact. If you look at all the miracles of Jesus and all the miracles you see in the Bible, there's always a point of contact. It's not always the laying on of hands, but there's a doctrine of the Christian church to lay hands, uh, 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 number one, um, for the transference of the anointing, number two, for the, the giving of the Holy Spirit, for the Holy Spirit to be given, uh, number three, for, for healing, Mark 16, 17, and 18 says, um, and you shall uh, uh, lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. I'm going to read Acts 9, a couple verses here. Acts 9, verse um, 12, uh, and then 17. It's a familiar passage. It's, it's uh, Saul, who becomes Paul, who's persecuting the church. And it says, uh, and the Lord said unto him, arise and go, this is verse 11, um, this is the Lord. And there was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias. And to him said the Lord in a vision, Ananias. And he said, behold, I am here, Lord. And the Lord said unto him, arise and go into the street, which is called straight and inquire in the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus for behold, he prays and has seen in a vision, a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hands on him that he may receive his his sight. Verse 17, verse 16. Uh, Verse 17, And Ananias went his way and entered into the house, and putting his hands on him, said, Brother Saul, the Lord, even Jesus, that appeared unto you in the way as you came, has sent me that you might receive 
your sight and be filled with the Holy Ghost. And immediately there fell from his eyes as it had been scales, and he received sight forthwith and arose and was baptized. So we see the purpose here is for the transference of the power of God. I've been reading books by John G. Lake, books on healing, and he describes um, uh, healing, supernatural healing. There's a difference between supernatural healing and natural healing. God has given us supernatural healing as Christians. There's also natural healing, which God has given. There's a lot of people on this earth who who aren't going to be getting healed from the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. They aren't going to be getting healed by the power of God. So there's things God has put. He's designed our bodies to rebuild themselves. But to understand there is a difference between taking a vitamin C boost and having hands laid on you. Um, But he describes, uh, uh, he explains healing, supernatural healing, as the, the anointing, which is on the inside of your spirit, so the anointing is not in your head. The anointing is not in your body. The anointing is in the Holy Spirit is the anointed one. He lives inside your spirit. So laying on of hands is the point of contact. It's like the it's like plugging in the 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 plug into the power outlet. There's electricity waiting, but you got to plug the plug in, right? And so it's no different. When I lay my hands on someone to be healed, there's an anointing on the inside of my spirit that's going through my spirit into my body through my hands, and then into the spirit of the other person and into their body. And so it's like a, uh, my, my hands are a conductor. My words can be a conductor for the power of God. You can speak. When you preach, the word is anointed. When you preach, people can read a scripture. The, the, the scripture is anointed. People can just read the scripture and, and the power of God will come. Um, so there's, there's conductors for the anointing, but laying on of hands is one of the ways that God set up, and it's a doctrine of the early church, but it's something that the devil will fight against because you see it now in many modern churches. They don't want to lay hands on anybody. Why? Because the way people may react. I mean, you see anointing services, you see revival services where people have hands laid on them and they fall over. And for some people, that's weird. For some people, it's uncomfortable. You see people roll on the floor. You know, (laughs) I've been in a lot of revival meetings, but for the first, this last camp meeting, the first time ever, I rolled across the floor. I was sitting on the front rows the Sunday night of, of the last camp meeting, and I didn't have hands laid on me, but the anointing touched me, and it was it was growing and it was growing, and I fell out of my chair, and I and I rolled across the floor, and it was the anointing. But some some places have backed away from the anointing. The devil's only gonna attack what's necessary. Why? Uh, what what's powerful? What's important? Why? Because it's what does the most damage to his kingdom. The truth is, when, you know, in doing healing school, I've, I've laid hands on people who've dealt with, and, and I'm not the healer, the Lord is the healer, but the devil, I mean, even in the last two, uh, two healing schools, there was someone who had came for one day, was from out of the country, came for one day to bring a family member to healing school, um, had a chronic, um, What's the thing with the lungs? Uh, chronic trouble breathing, um, asthma, chronic asthma, and almost a few nights before, almost stopped breathing in their sleep, like almost died a few nights before. And I just walked, I didn't know what the deal was. I just walked past. I saw myself laying hands on his chest. I laid hands on his chest and the Lord totally and instantly healed him. There's an anointing transfer where someone who's probably not going to church on a regular basis uh, needs to rededicate their heart to the Lord. But through the laying on of hands, the power of God comes and can deal 
deal with and destroy the works of the devil. God is putting anointing on the inside of you, but one of the ways, one of the main ways that we get it out is through the laying on of hands, through the laying on of hands to receive the Holy Spirit, through the laying on of hands to, 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 for, the, for the giving of healing, for healing to be received. The next reason for the laying on of hands is to uh, appoint someone to the ministry. First Timothy chapter 5 and verse 22, the Bible says, Paul is saying to Timothy, he says, lay hands on no man suddenly. He says, neither be partaker of other men's sins and keep yourself pure. He isn't saying don't be like pull someone out of the crowd or, or as you're walking past someone, like quickly lay hands on him. He's saying they use laying on of hands to uh, commission someone into the ministry. Um, Matthew, excuse me, Acts chapter 6 and verse 6 says, let me find it here. And the saying pleased the whole multitude, and they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Ghost, and Philip and Prochorus and Nicanor and Timon and Parmenas and Nicholas, a proselyte of Antioch, whom they set before the apostles. And when they had prayed, they laid hands on them. And so what is that? That's a, that's a commissioning to the ministry. It was the same actually under the old covenant. Under the old covenant, they would take a priest and they laid hands on the priest to say, this is our representative. You know, even for the sacrifice, the priest would take the, 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 the goat or the, the sheep that was there for sacrifice and, and, and lay hands. There were two goats. There was, uh, yeah, the, the goats. There were two goats. There was one that got sacrificed and there was one that was called a scapegoat. You've probably heard the term. But what they did was they put, uh, they laid, he laid his hands on the goat's head and that was to signify of putting all of the sins of Israel on that goat. And so they, and then that goat would run out into the wilderness. And so it was, it was, and then the one goat uh, got sacrificed. But but you see that there's a transference that takes place. So the devil wants to fight that because the devil is afraid of the power of God. You know, there's people that come in depressed and they've been depressed for years. And then you lay hands on them and the spirit of fear goes and, and the spirit of heaviness goes. The devil is terrified of the power of God because the devil will work for days and weeks and months and years. There'll be, there'll be a depression that'll come on people, a heaviness, a darkness, and, and they get into the anointing. And, and in one moment in the anointing, an uh, anointed person of God laying hands on somebody, and you'll see, you'll see that lift. You'll see the works of the devil be destroyed. So it's something that the devil fights to get rid of. And let me, let me read um, uh, Deuteronomy 34 and verse 9. The next reason for the laying on of hands is to impart supernatural gifts. Deuteronomy 34 verse 9. And Joshua, the son of Nun, was full of the spirit of wisdom, for Moses had laid his hands upon him. And the children of Israel hearkened unto him and did as the Lord commanded Moses. So the reason he had wisdom is because there was an impartation from a man of God. The devil is going to come after uh, this ministry of laying on of hands, seeker-sensitive churches that don't ever call people up. I mean, ministering is, is, is part preaching, but that's not the end of your job as a minister. It's to, you know, healing is administering the anointing for the needs of the people administering healing for the needs of the people. And so you obviously flow in the anointing. There'll be times where the Lord command, when I'm, when I'm ministering, that I feel like I need to speak and people are, and, and you can see the power of God released that way. But the doctrine of laying on of hands is one that the devil will attack. I'm, rem, I'm reminded of when Pastor Rodney had the opportunity to um, be in the Oval Office and there's a picture of Pastor Rodney laying hands on President Trump. And it's, it actually went viral 
but it's a picture of his hand and and President Trump's back. And he's standing right behind him. He's laying hands on him. And he took this picture and posted it. And it went viral. I remember on The View, they were at- attacking that. Like, what is this weird thing? Like, they're laying, he's laying his hands on him. They try to make it out to be this, this weird thing that these uh, odd Christians are doing. But you understand the devil, the spirit of the Antichrist hates the anointing. The, the devil once had the anointing and it's taken from him. So people coming, man, you encounter the anointing and it'll change your life. When you realize there's power to the gospel, it'll change your life. And the, and the laying on of hands is a major way how people encounter the anointing for the first time. And then the last story I want to tell you, um, there's a, you've probably heard of uh, Reinhard Bonka before. He tells a story about when he went to Bible school and he was over in um, uh, Wales or he was over somewhere over there in, in, in Europe. And he uh, was going back to Germany and he said, well, I'm going to take a day and I'm going to set it up where I have a day to go into London and just spend the day. And so he took, he took a train, he got to London and then he didn't have much money. He wanted to see some sites, but he didn't have much money. He didn't get to go with a group. He didn't have enough money for that, but he found out that you could buy this ticket and he could just ride the bus system and the, 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 the train system as much as he wanted. So he gets on this double decker bus and he's just riding back and forth, back and forth for hours. And he's just everywhere. And then he finally said to himself, man, I need to get out and stretch my legs. So he gets out at the next train station. It's a residential area in London. And he just starts walking down these streets, nice homes. He's just walking down these streets. He's just wandering, doesn't know where he is, but he's just wandering. And he walks past his house and he looks and he sees this sign that says the home of George Jeffries. And he thinks George Jeffries, George Jeffries is the one who bought the revival of signs and wonders to the British Isles. This man was an anointed man of God, him and his brother. But this is one of the the revivalists who had the power of God in his ministry. And he thought, well, Jeffries is a very common last name. I mean, it's a town of 10 million people at this time. It's a very common last name. And, and George even more so. There's got to be thousands of George Jeffries. But then he thought to himself, well, I got plenty of time. I might as well check. So he walks up to the door, walks past the garden, knocks on the door and waits. And a, a big, heavy lady answers the door and stands in the doorstep and says, can I help you? And she says, yes. Reinhardt says, is this the home of George Jeffries who took revival to the British Isles and the signs and wonders? And she says, yes, it is. She, he says, he lives here? She said, yes, he does. He said, can I see him? She said, no, you can't. And uh, he thought to himself, man, this lady's a big lady. I'm not going to be able to get past her. And as she's, he's standing there, he hears this voice, this deep voice from the top of the stairs, let him in. And he comes in and there's George Jeffries dressed up like he's been waiting for someone standing there. And, and George Jeffries walks down the stairs, big man walks down the stairs and he's old, but he walks down the stairs. Uh, Reinhardt even said, I thought he was dead. I didn't know when I saw the sign, I thought he was dead. We didn't learn. We learned about him in Bible school. I'd read his books, but I didn't know he was still alive. And he said, I came in, he's like, and I was just talking and talking. I've been to Bible school. I'm called to preach in Africa. I'm called to win souls. And he's like, I'm just talking, I'm talking. And he said, and he lays his hand on my shoulder and he just says, Lord, bless him. He said, and he he falls to his knees and he takes me with him. And he said, and the glory of God descend on them. And he he just blessed him for 30 minutes. Lord, bless him. Lord, anoint him for 30 minutes. He said, the glory of God came down and touched him. After about 30 minutes, he left. And he's like, and I knew I received something from the Lord. And he, he goes that night, goes to the Victoria station, gets on the, the train to go back to Germany. He gets to Germany the next day. His dad picks him up from the station. He's talking to his dad. His dad says, hey, I got a phone call. And he says, yes. He said, the great George Jeff- Jeffries has died. 
that same day after the impartation. It, th- it makes you think of Elijah and Elisha. But there's a real impartation by the Spirit of God where God is looking to anoint people. So this doctrine... you. If you're called to be in the ministry, you have to decide, this is where I stand. The reason I'm taking time to go over these base doctrines is you have to understand, this is the foundation for my life. I'm basing my life around faith towards God, repentance from dead works, but something like laying on of hands, you have to choose. This is, I'm a Holy Ghost Christian. I'm not a Christian that just sits by and is okay with these, these, these powerless meetings. I'm going after the power of God. I've I'm a Holy Ghost person. I live and I die as a person uh, speaking in tongues, laying hands on the sick, going after the power of God. God is looking to place anointings on the inside of people and have people flow in the power of God. Pastor Ryan, who can lay hands on the sick? You can. If you're a believer, if you're a disciple of Christ, all things are possible to those who believe. I love you. God bless you. We'll see you next time.